Justin, you just showed me your dog, and he was wearing a, I'll, I'll say it, an adorable little bandana. And on the bandana was a cute piece of candy corn. It had like little big eye, or I yeah, guess big like eyes. Puffy eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I guess that made me throw out the intro I had planned, and I just want to ask you, what are your thoughts on candy corn? It is the season now, right? Like it's fall, like it's getting there. I had a jacket yeah. on earlier this morning. Uh, what's uh, what are your thoughts? I'm a pretty big fan of candy corn, but not just any candy corn. If you give me a bag of the pumpkin candy corn, Justin, I am. You're speaking my language. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was worried that this was going to be uncomfortable because I like people are very like. Um, they have a lot like really strong opinions about candy corn. I do, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you do as well. But like people yeah. either like love it to the point where it's like forget candy corn, give me those pumpkins. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> or they fucking hate it. And oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you that you think this because every single year around in October, around Halloween time, I get the craving for just a big bag of candy pumpkins and i eat them all and i get very sick it oh yeah it's, a, very it's a tummy ache afterward it's like a very clear i just have no self-control with those no no well and it's also like you know we're getting towards the end of the year time for indulging you know um wow i'm so glad we're on the same page <laughs> about this uh because I, I i i knew like i wanted to get it out in the air but like if it had come like broken differently i think it would have been an uncomfortable episode yeah it would have we had a restart for sure <laughs> yeah uh, we, uh, Claire and I yesterday went to the Woodridge Oktoberfest oh. at the Cypress Cove Aquatic Parking Lot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was, uh, like they had like some music there and like some tickets and everything, but that's not the, the important part of the story. The important part of the story is that, uh, they had, uh, have you ever been a donut co? Uh, No. So there's a place, okay, for all of you who are living local here, there's a donut place off Boughton in maybe Bolingbroke-ish uh, okay. that uh, has, it's it's a really good donut place called Donut Co. And they have these uh, angel cream donuts that just have this like really like light powder sugar cream in the middle of them. Mm. It's pretty good. However, at this Oktoberfest, they had the pumpkin Angel cream donuts and Peter. Let me tell that you, that sounds really good. It was amazing. Are you? So I take it then you are a fan of the pumpkin flavor, like the pumpkin spice. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of it, and I like it when it's like not the like overly sweet. Like I had sure. another Donut Co. pumpkin glazed donut, and I ate it, and I just thought it tasted like really sweet. Claire mm-hmm. tasted it, and she said this tastes like plastic. And I was like, I don't taste the plastic as I'm like shoving it in my mouth. But it yeah. was really sweet and not that good. But I like it a little bit, like just that that base pumpkin taste, not mm-hmm. overly sweet. Yeah, uh, it's I'm a good, uh, good, fla- good flavor. I'm in the same same boat. I just tis the season. You know what I mean? Like like spring, <laughs> forget it. Summer, forget it. Fall, this is where it's yeah. at. Yeah, that, this the, is where the it's crisp at. Air the crisp that you feel. Air. Yeah. Yeah, the, the autumn leaves, the crunch of a nice leaf beneath yeah. your feet. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good feeling. Yeah, cancel the podcast. We're having class outside today. <laughs> We're making <laughs> leaf piles. I mean, the, like the leaves have not. It's it's almost October. I'm currently um, looking at a tree that looks pretty dead, but uh, I think that was more than just a fall thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I have not 
like experience like the leaf falls or anything like that but goodness you're not you guys are not going to be able to stop hearing about it when we when it does start oh, yeah. turning. we're just gonna be crunching with those leaves we're gonna bring in some props yeah it's episode. just gonna it's just gonna be a podcast of us just like and this is a maple leaf <laughs> Hey, I want I want you to go back to episodes one through five when I try to make a, a sound every hey, the hitbox sound yeah <laughs> and then just quickly we lost that so for fall the first time we have a significant amount of leaves on the ground we're going back to the to the hitbox sound but it's going to be the same one every week we used to we used to do segments too remember <laughs> yeah. we did like three games and then it was like yeah, I think we're good we're good we're fine uh, yeah 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 it's hitbox what's in the fucking box. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 6T. That's not 16. You heard that right. 6D, 6 Zero. My name six is D. Six D none. Sixty nine. <laughs> <D's candy corn. laughs> my name is Peter and joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Justin Matkovich. Uh, we got a we got a whole show. We have a whole show entire in, in front of us. <laughs> um, we're we're going to be looking at a handful of things. We're going to talk a little bit about the Halo technical preview. Uh, take a look at the Metacritic score for Kena Bridge of Spirits. Talk a little bit more about Fortnite, Epic, and Apple, and all that sort of stuff. And then, of course, talk about the Nintendo Direct, which happened this past week, and so much more between then. But before we get to all that, Justin, one, how are you doing? I feel like I skipped I am, that. I, I Oh, you want to just skip how I'm doing? No, no, no. I feel like I skip. I usually ask oh, you, no, no, and no, I think you're I skipped fine, you're it. You're fine. I'm doing great. Uh, I, I This weekend, um, I unfortunately haven't played a lot of video games this week, but... Mm. I have experienced what it's like to be a full-time IT person sure. for a convention conference. Mm. Um, I'm a board member of a, of a conference, a communications uh, uh, conference, and uh, it's kind of prestigious. we try to save some money because hosting a live uh, convention during a pandemic apparently isn't a good idea. No, the, uh, there's science to say maybe not. Yeah, yeah. So we had to basically provide all of our own technology. And what that meant was that someone had to be in charge of setting up, running, and effectively uh, having the technology function for everyone. So uh, I, I had to do that. I had to set up five different rooms with oh. technology in them. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it would have been hard enough. However, then we also had a bunch of like hybrid panels. So some people were in person and some people were over Zoom. And I had to like make sure that everyone could be there. So it was it was a fun time, man. Uh, I uh, the uh, the positives. Let's give a pro about the pandemic. Can yeah. I give you a pro? Go right I ahead. think I could be an IT person. I think yeah. I could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pro. Uh, a con about the pandemic. I had to become an uh, IT person. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's never fun to be put in that role. That said, Justin, you have, in my experience with you over the pandemic, uh, really stepped up in terms of being able to do stuff. You've done like live streamed events that have like slides in them and and all that sort of stuff, which I think is um, admirable. I think I don't know how you figured out how to do that. Hey, it's it's about innovation, really. And I've always said I've always said that I would like to like like stream. 
I always mm. thought I'd stream video games. Little did I know high school events is the thing <laughs> that I would be streaming. <laughs> maybe that could be, you know how like some streamers have like a personality. You got like Dr. Disrespect and like other people. Like maybe that could be yours. You're just like a, actually, no, I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, Dr. Disrespect <laughs> doesn't belong in a high school. <laughs> no, no. And I think that being like, yeah, I'm the guy who does like high school events. It's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Justin, I do want to talk about video games though with you. Did you play anything between your bouts of uh, iting? Yeah, the thing uh, the thing I probably played uh, the most uh, was uh, Pokemon Unite, and that's mm-hmm. not just because like it's what I, I I've actually kind of fallen off of it in the past couple weeks um, for no other reason other than the fact I wanted there's other things out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, big big day big week for Pokemon uh, Unite is that they had their mobile version release, so now you can play it on your mm, phone. Yeah. As well as your Switch. And um, I got super excited. I was like, backbone time. But guess what? No backbone support. No backbone support yet. And uh, there are some things that are much better about the control scheme um, on a touchscreen. Like, I really think the the move buttons work a lot better. Like, the amount of things that you can just tap on the screen to get done in the middle of battle is easier and better on the phone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's me being a baby gamer, I guess. But no matter what, no matter how good some of the button presses are any game on a phone that requires a joystick is just it might as well be unplayable <laughs> like oh, with never, like the on-screen joystick yeah, yeah yeah it's just never fun to do that so um th- that's a little frustrating because i just you know with a game that re- requires you to move so much and like get like good angles and everything mm-hmm. it's just a little bit frustrating to do that but i mean it runs pretty well on the phone um they had a bunch of like pre-order bonuses come to uh come to life or like if they had like a certain amount of people pre-download stuff uh they had a bunch of rewards so i got a bunch of the currencies um uh pikachu uh i I unlocked pikachu permanently because that was one of the pre-order things like if if there was five million pre-downloads everyone who pre-downloaded got a pikachu i got a pikachu skin um they also started the new season so there's a new battle pass it's space themed i saw a gengar in a space suit and i thought that was quite excellent yeah, they're pretty cool, except it, it really just comes back to the fact that I'm not going to be spending money on the costumes ever yeah. because I feel like that stuff is really it really adds up pretty quick uh, to do that. And I'd rather still unlock some of the things. But one thing I'm really upset about is they had a really cool like opening day uh, event that went on. Um, and basically they had like each of the first like six days you logged on, you had a bunch of different tasks that you had to do. Um, but apparently it was a limited time event. So now that that limited time is over, they don't have those like tasks to do anymore. And a lot of them mm-hmm. were like pretty cool, like finish the tutorials or score, like block a couple of goals. So it was like very like task oriented in a way that I just thought it was a cool thing to have to complete. And as mm-hmm. someone who's not like super into the co- competitive multiplayer, it was enough to give me something to strive for. Sure. But they took that away. So I hope they have another kind of limited event that is going to be that in depth and that. Um, content rich uh, and one of the things too is it uh, I forget the crustal what's the name of that big guy with the with the rock on his back it's like a crab with a big rock on its back crustal sounds wrong but hair cross <laughs> no <laughs> am I am I way off with hair cross uh, it, oh, it might be crustal yeah yeah it's crustal let me let me let me give you a picture of a uh, little crustal okay I looked um, it up hair cross is a bug <laughs> I um, also gave you the worst link to Crustle, oh my so gosh, let me try right. to drag that in Okay, there. yes. Yes, I'm familiar. 
Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'm a little disappointed that, that that happened, and I, and I do hope that they keep up the uh, updates with it. Um, and I just filled out a survey. I got a bunch of points for filling out a survey about, like, a couple of things that they were, like, asking about. A lot of it seemed to be more of, like, the, the user experience um, that hmm. they were asking about. Like, are the menus easy to navigate? Do you feel like it's a pay-to-win game? And now it's even more to the fact like that. The items, I think, with this new update, uh, I forget what it, the level cap was on an item before. They raised them to 30. So it, there is still a lot of that, like... I think the best MOBAs are the ones that when you start every match, everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah. And now Pokemon Unite already had the issues about that's not the case. And now it's even more the fact that if you're playing against people who've played for 500 hours, they're going to be significantly better, not only because of skill, but because of items that they have too. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel like there's a difference between the types of items that you, that you have in the buffs there. But I played a couple games on the phone. Um, it, it, it's good that they have that. Um, I think a cool thing about the survey was they, they were asking about, do you want like more mini games and other stuff? So if they had like Pokemon Stadium-esque mini games on there, like, yeah. uh, like we talked a little bit about those last week, but if they had a couple of those things, I just think the more offline content for me or the more like single player stuff that's actually good single player stuff, the more likely I am to keep playing that game. Uh, because I'm to the point, I'm level 12, which isn't super high, but um, it's high enough that when you're playing online, you're playing with people who generally know what they're doing in the ranked yeah. matches. And that just is very not fun unless you're coordinating with your with your team. Um, but still, it's a, still a good game. I've, I've probably put 15 hours into it, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, so if you want to want a fun little MOBA, a free MOBA that I still have not put a single cent in and I don't feel like I'm necessarily missing out on it, um, Pokemon Unite should be for you. And now you can get it on your phone. Dang. Dang. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, I've played a lot of video games this week. That's good. I mean, I'm just trying to like... I'm trying to be efficient. You know what I mean? I'm trying you gotta to like, be. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to crank them out just to, just to keep up and, and, and all that. Uh, so I, I have a platinum trophy on Deathloop. Whoa! Tell me about that. How was that process? Um, so I was kind of like, "Yo, what if I did it so that the trophy for finishing the game, like the story, is the last trophy I need? Like that would be kind of cool." And then I was looking through the trophies, and then one of the trophies was like, "After finishing the game, kill whoever." I was like, "All right, well, not gonna do yeah, that." Kind of <laughs> took that dream away. <laughs> yeah, but I, I finished the story, and um, it's, it's it's an interesting story. There are a lot of questions. Like what I like about it, and I think we've talked about this. I think we talked about this with maybe twelve minutes, um, where like it's nice when a story like doesn't necessarily answer everything and leaves a little bit up to interpretation, or even just like straight up just doesn't say reveal everything. Um, but unlike with twelve minutes, like it's satisfying in Death Loop because some of that stuff is just like it's interesting to think about and talk about, you know. Um, whereas with 12 minutes, I found it to be frustrating. And it, you listen to that episode, you know, well, I think it was it. interesting to talk about. That doesn't mean it was a fun, interesting, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> interesting right. isn't always fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The conversation with, with 12 minutes was not like necessarily about the game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas with death loop, like actually trying to understand the story and talk about it, I, I think it's kind of interesting. So, um, that the, the story was great. And then the platinum trophy was pretty cool because I had sunk in, I had sunk a, 
not inconsiderable amount of time into the game. Like, you know, 15, 20 hours or so. And with the Platinum, I was kind of like, okay, I've sort of explored everything I need to explore that I have seen. So to get these Platinum trophies, like, I don't know if there's going to be anything here that I necessarily would be able to find on my own. And Mm -hmm. there are some things that that Platinum requires you to do that is like, how did anyone figure this out? Like, like, how did anyone figure this out? Uh, so I, I did uh, I have that a quick through the guide. Uh, yeah. With the PlayStation, they have the cards, right? Like yeah. in the trophy menus. Were those helpful at all for any of those more tough I've ones? I've not really used them yet just because I haven't figured out necessarily how. I know that they show up when you, like, open up the actual, like, when you hit the PlayStation button, they show yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but I... Okay, you know how, like, you're able to customize that menu down there? Yes. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, like, and by custom, <laughs> it like, by customize, it just says, do you want to add these two other things down to the yeah. bottom? And there should absolutely be a tab for trophies that just brings you to the trophies of the game you're in or, like, just brings you to all your trophies, whatever, or even has, like, a little hub for figuring out how to use those things. Uh, I think I did this before there was that update, that uh, firmware update that, like, changed how trophies look, so maybe there's an easier way to do that that I just haven't been doing. Um, but I found it easier to... Uh, to keep a guide open because there were some things that were like, watch this eight minute video. It was like, alrighty. Yeah. Um, but I will say the the hunt was not unfun. There were some that were just like pretty simple. Yeah. I had one glitched trophy that Uh-oh. I had to uninstall and reinstall. Yeah, but I found that early on, uh, and and it ended up working out. But um, I uh, there's there's one that asks you to kill three of the visionaries at a party without being seen. So, like, you have to really stealth it up and really figure out how you're going to... Like, in the whole run, you can't be seen, or just at that party? In the level. Oh, okay. in the inter- So, I mean, it drops you on the opposite side of the, of the like, map, and then you have to get to the party, not get seen on the... Like, party. while trying to get in and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, th- there are some things that, like, make your heart pound and... and getting discovered is like, and you got to reset, but it's, it's still pretty good, but I highly recommend. I think that it is a good, um, a fun platinum that helps you see some of the stuff that you might've missed, Uh, which is always the best platinum. Like two, uh, was it, well, how long did it take? I think my final time with the platinum was between 20 and 25 hours. Is there still stuff you can do now that you've got the platinum? Uh, yeah. uh, Yeah. So you can like revisit any of the, um, like the final, the final mission that you do is the most fun part of the game, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. you can just redo that whenever. Um, there, yeah, th- like there's still uh, like are, I mean, collectibles and stuff. Or do they make you do everything in the game? Oh, 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 no, no, no. There are still collectibles to find. There are still like secrets to find and, and things like that. Um, yeah, no, there are some things that you do not need to pick up. It's not like yeah, find every audio log or whatever. Yeah, I think I think there's really like a skill to making a good platinum list because as you said, a good platinum is not so much about like how long it takes you to do it. A good platinum is about it makes you experience the game in ways you might not normally yeah. experience the game and it just forces you like to use mechanics and stuff that you might not do or there's like a, a side thing that you've just avoided the whole time that you have to do well in order to do that. Like I hate like this is maybe a bad example because it's not the most fun thing, but like in a game when there's like a fishing trophy, <laughs> you know, it sucks because like, it's like, like it usually 
sucks, but also would you ever fish otherwise? Right, right. So it forces you to experience that, um, even if it's not the best thing. It kind mm-hmm. of just guides you to do this stuff, so you at least get a taste of everything. I will say um, the final trophy that I got was an online trophy. So there are like two or three as playing as Juliana, where one is just kill Colt, and then there's maybe it's just two. Uh, and then one of them is her ability. One of her abilities is called uh, Masquerade, where she can um, swap appearances with anyone that's that's in the game. So usually you're supposed to use it on one of the um, Eternalists. And so like you're just running around as one of them or you're like hanging out in a big crowd. And so if Colt shows up, he's going to attack them. And then it turns out it's, you know, you're, you look like someone else. Nice. Um, one of the one of the trophies is take his uh, identity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so that was the last one I had to get. And the matchmaking, it, uh, it could be better. <laughs> it, took me, it took me about 15 minutes to get into a game of just sitting there like, boom, boom, boom. See, that's, I think, do you, okay, I, I, that's actually, a, I think, a good question because, like, I do you think the matchmaking is bad because just many people are just turning that feature off? I think, yeah, I think people are turning that feature off. <laughs> yeah, because I would absolutely turn that feature off. I, w- I am going to turn that feature off when I play it. I got killed one time by someone who was, like, way, way better than me, and I was like, all right, well, never doing this again. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'll say, like, it is tense, and it is, like, invigorating, and it gets your blood pumping a little bit. But at the end of the day, a game about, like, it's a game about making and executing plans, and having a bot Juliana show up is a fun way of like deviating from those plans and having to improvise. But when a human player shows up, it just becomes like griefing and like not fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, can you can you play with your friends? Yeah, yeah. You can you can set the matchmaking so that you're only matching with your friends. Um, you can set it your for enemies. or like your friends or or like randos. But yeah. Um, so, uh, when, when we decide to, when I decide to play this game, will you help me get that plat by, uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. let me copy you and then yep. kill you just one yep. time, one quick. Oh yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. 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 Cool, cool, but cool. I could not recommend it enough. Uh, very good game. So on top of that, uh, still playing through life is strange through colors. I don't have a whole lot to say that I haven't said other than the twist at the end of episode four was very interesting. Uh, In a good way. Well, Lynn and I were talking about this. Uh, we, uh, Yes, in the moment, and then we were thinking about it, and we we're like, I think we're just excited that something happened. <laughs> um, like, like, uh, I people are talking about this and saying like, oh my gosh, this is the best game of the year, and, and all that sort of stuff. And like, I definitely understand why people might like it, but I don't think I see why this would be the best game that came out this year. Mm. Um, it's and i've talked to my grievances about it so i don't need to really go in any deeper but like i am i am like wondering if i'm playing it wrong or like if someone well, got a different copy than i did or something like that we do this a lot on the show because i think it's it's not the end all be all in terms of like how good a game is but it is mm-hmm. interesting so it's getting a metacritic score of like an 84 it looks mm-hmm. like and the user score is a 6.8 oh dear so it's another one of those games that has a disparity between the critic and the user. So I don't think you're off in, in having this opinion. And I think right. part of it might just be griefing about um, how sloppy the game is. Like you were talking about like team posing and well. like, yeah. you know, things like that. So that could be part of it. Um, the Xbox version has a four user rating. Oh. <laughs> but and it might be a, demogra- a demographic thing, too, that just like, I don't know. 
this just might not be a, a, an appealing as yeah. an appealing of an experience to me as it might be for someone who uh, has not seen themselves represented in a video game in the way that Life is Strange True Colors is doing it. Which yeah, yeah, again, I think, I think I is think great. Like there's so many games that I think you, there there is a person or an audience for it. Um, yeah, but it just doesn't mean it's it's a you thing. It doesn't mean it's a bad game. It means it's not your no. game. Currently, one hundred percent. Like not a bad game. Just I'm not getting really much out of wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Better than the medium. Uh. Yes. You're thinking too long. Okay. Good. Yes. Wait. Wait. What? No. Wait. That's not good. The, the medium. <laughs> the medium was really boring, and I didn't have anything to say about it other than just like I didn't like it. Uh, whereas <laughs> Life is Strange, like I, I can talk about it, and I think there's like interesting stuff going on, but I think it just falls kind of flat for me. But got it. Got it. Uh, I also I tried out Skateboard, Justin. It's a good game, right? <laughs> game fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I was like, so I load in and I was doing the character creator and I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. Good start. And then like, yeah, yeah. I started playing it and I was like, oh, less cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even get past the first little bit there. Um, yeah, I, it, it's yeah. the progression in itself. The only way I, I played as long as I did, cause I wanted to get out of that first room. Yeah, I, couldn't get out. I, out, I couldn't get out. And once I got out of the first room, I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you're just, you're yeah. play, it's, it's not as good of a level, but um, I mean, you played a little bit of the other Tony Hawk games, right? In the yeah. past, like, and is this worse than it? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, I, well, okay. I think, and I don't remember what Tony Hawk game I've played. Uh, I played them on the PlayStation 2. And so my memory of them might not be that good. But <laughs> <laughs> so that said, um, Skateboard just didn't like work very well. It felt really like, f- like no pun intended, like very flighty and like not very precise. Yeah. Um, it just didn't feel like we talked about glitches when you, you played it. Like I got stuck in walls. Like I wasn't even trying, <laughs> like, you know, like I just yeah. I hit, hit clip the wall and like I was halfway in halfway out, had to like, you know, reset the position of the character and all that. Um, it, yeah, it just doesn't feel very good to play. And I think that the Tony Hawk games, and again, not all of them, apparently, because I heard like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 or something was like dreadful. Uh, just don't. They have that ability of just like being fun. So, yeah. Skateboard, I thought the, the music was funny with the, <laughs> the nature facts the nature and whatever. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought the title is funny. The art is funny. Like the characters are funny looking and the character creator was fun. But then from there, it was just like, eh, yeah, it's not on Game Pass. Though. I tried it out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Again, Make a character d- game- like that's fun. But. I, well, I tried to have Claire do it, but there was some issue with her uh, profile being able to load on the skateboard. Um, don't oh. know why, but go figure. Well, thanks, skateboard. So, so we couldn't. And then she, the only option was for her to change my character. And I'm like, you're not changing my parakeet with a top hat. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Uh, she should have known better. That's what I'm trying to like, <laughs> Can't touch the parakeet with the top hat. Uh, Justin, I, I played and I am currently playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <gasps> And that's pretty good. That's a pretty good game. It's it's a pretty fun little little, little jaunt. Uh, did you play the uh, the remake at all? Or is this nope. your first Ratchet and Clank? First game. They're introducing some characters who they're like expect you to know. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's clear that they expect you to be like whoa. And I was like, I don't know. This is. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun fun little game that it, I think is maybe the most good looking game I've ever played. No, it, I mean it is such a beautiful, uh, like, a- well animated. Yeah, game. that's what I, I mean. Think, I think it controls really well too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it it just feels right. Yeah, I I think that is a 
Very solid game. So uh, I I, th- I think we're going to talk about it quite a bit in um, the end of, at the end of the year here. So I don't necessarily think I need to share all of my feelings, but I'm getting towards the end, I believe. Uh, I've been I think I'm going to try and platinum it because it seems like the platinum is pretty simple. And it's from fun. What we've talked about. And yeah, it makes you go back and like, oh, I missed this side quest and, and that sort of yeah, stuff. You do have to replay, like start another game like mm. for thing, but you don't have to finish that game. Is it just like a new game plus thing? Yeah, like you have to there's like some weapons you get in the next playthrough. Uh, so to complete uh. your weapon decks, but you don't have to actually finish it. But it is one of those things that uh, when you go back and play it, like what I was asking before with Deathloop, there's a ton you can do even after you platinum it in terms of like upgrading all your weapons to their new level, because the new game plus allows you to uh, upgrade your weapons further. The uh, upgrade tree expands on each weapon. So there's mm. a lot of good stuff that you can do on it. So it, it is fun to go back to. But um the biggest problem for me for that game is that it was just a little short do you uh-huh. um do you need to level up all the weapons to get the, the trophy do you know i don't know off the top of my head but you should um okay. be- because uh i think that's what makes the gameplay fun once you get a level uh weapon leveled up all the way just stop using it and start using the other ones that's and what i know I've been like because i have like some of my favorites personally but then at a certain point i was like yeah but it's more fun to try to like all right now i'm gonna do this using this one gun or this other yeah. thing and just kind of expanding it um and i think that's what makes the game fun like you, you you're finding the best like three weapon loop to use for certain combat encounters and just trying to mix and match them because they can really change an encounter based on what weapons you use yeah uh it's a good game i would recommend it to anyone who has a playstation 5 nice yeah yeah but uh that's insomniac for you uh i want to talk about halo infinite cool. uh, yeah guess what i got it i got invited to the <laughs> and you've just been playing so much of it huh yeah i played it every minute i could which <laughs> <Yeah>. was none <laughs> um, so i've been playing it a, a little bit uh i played the last technical preview and i think everything i said there still stands so like i don't know exactly how much more i have to say because now you can just play against other people and wow that's demoralizing huh Huh, that's just like makes me feel like a complete trash person so Uh, were you higher coming off the last one just because there were like focused on bots and stuff yeah i mean just because like it made me feel good yeah yeah it was was easy (laughs) like it was it made me feel really cool and fun um Whereas this one is a little bit less so. I will also say that like Slayer or, or I guess like Team Slayer or like Team Deathmatch, whatever it's called. Uh, first of all, sorry, I'm like interrupting and talking over myself. There are a few different game modes, but the one that I've played primarily, I just happened into Slayer. And um, that isn't like my go-to game mode for Halo. So... It might just be that I prefer the other more, in my opinion, more fun ones. So it might just be that. But uh, what is yeah, your go-to? I'm, dude, I'm a fan of Infection with the zombies. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have a pistol and a shotgun yep. and then one person is a... Yeah. Uh, that's I could play that for hours. I think that's quite fun. That was Among Us before Among Us was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. like, um, I guess actually not. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so... so I will also say, when I first booted it up, I was doing it on an iPad through um, remote play. Okay. Which 
I'll tell you something about remote play. It works pretty good playing a single player experience. Yep. Doing a competitive multiplayer online experience, not the way to do it, unfortunately. But Elena wanted to play The Sims. So we were upstairs. She was playing on my computer and I've got like this janky ass iPad set up. <laughs> doing a halo multiplayer and i like i did like three rounds of it and i was like i actually think this is not <laughs> how yeah. this game should be played uh go figure but um i have sat down with it like on the actual xbox and stuff but um there's just to me not enough new stuff there to really uh make me play it as much as i did for that first preview just how it is uh it looks like there are new game modes being added and stuff and new maps like being thrown in the rotation but they're doing this technical preview a little bit weird uh so there's two weekends of it there's this weekend the 23rd through the 26th which is today ends at uh, 11 p.m for us here and then the next weekend is next week so that's what september 30th through the 4th And um, that is like the big team battle stuff. So I think that's when I'm going to hop back in because I'm I'm really interested to play that. Yeah. Hopping in a warthog or a mongoose and and going around like that seems like what I'm here to do. Um, Like, yeah, (laughs) it sounds ridiculous when you say it like that. It really (laughs) does. Out of context. Just hopping in a warthog this weekend. (laughs) You know, Timon, Pumbaa, the whole gang is there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But also like. Last time they did it was just you have free reign. It was just like whenever over the weekend. Yeah. And then now it's like in these like four to five hour chunks. And like, that's not bad. I get it. Uh, especially if they're adding new stuff and, and tweaking things and whatever. Like in that downtime. But uh, I, I tried to sit down with it a few times. and I was like, this isn't working. Oh, that's right. Because I'm not in the, you know, designated times. But yeah, and I think ultimately for me, like one of the reasons why I don't play online games like multi like competitive is just I think first of all, playing with your friends is always the best thing. I just yep. have such a like an in con like inconstant schedule um of like when I can play video games yeah. that it just becomes really hard to like have a, a time limit. I hate time limits. Let me tell you the one thing I hate in the world is having a time limit, whether it's a video game or real life. Like I hate like by at this time you have to do something. My my luxury time it's just kind of like waking up and doing whatever, not on a schedule. Yeah. So the second I have to have my fun, which is video games, put onto a schedule, it just ruins it for me. No, totally. I uh I'm there with you, Justin. I, yeah. I truly am. Uh yeah, but I, I don't really have much to say about Halo. We, are you going to play it next weekend? Do you know? Are you yeah, going to try it? Mean, I'm definitely going to try it. Um, I was, again, out of kind of town this weekend yeah, doing yeah, my yeah. IT stuff. So, uh, I, I, as you said, uh, if the remote play was bad, I doubt the <laughs> cloud play would have been even functional. <laughs> I can't imagine that it's good. But um, I did try to play a uh, Skatebird remote play, um, and that didn't was not a good remote play game either. Sure. And there's already like latency with that. <laughs> like right, started, exactly. like, control grade, so it just yeah. didn't help. But I think overall, I still think that the remote play is superior on the PlayStation over the Xbox. Interesting. But, okay. But they're still pretty good. But the using, I have not had a good experience streaming through uh, the Xbox cloud stuff. Hmm. Okay. At all. Um, okay. But Stadia, have... guys, I'm still telling you, Stadia. Stadia works. works pretty good. It's Stadia, great. <laughs> Stadia is weirdly enough the place to play Cyberpunk. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if if yeah, you makes don't have sense. a PC that can like handle it, like play Cyberpunk on Stadia. Does anyone uh, have a PC that can handle it? No. And does anyone want to play Cyberpunk? <laughs> the questions <laughs> being asked uh, in, in a modern age. Uh, Destin, Keen of Ridge of Spirits 
is out. Uh, sorry, to, to put a little bow tie on that, I think we'll have some stuff to say a little bit more concretely about Halo next weekend with the big team battle and stuff. Uh, but for now, it is... See the last episode we talked about this. I don't know what number that is, but it says Halo in the description. So, or in the in the episode title. But Keena Bridge of Spirits is out now. This is the game um, that... Was at a bunch of PlayStation events, and then PlayStation stopped marketing. <laughs> yeah, they just shut up about it, and I was like, oh no, this game is going to suck. Yeah, so it is out now, and it uh, just looking at the Metacritic score, we should have we should get Metacritic theme like a theme song. Oh, uh, yeah, like the, Met, the the Metacritic song. Let's uh, let's uh, we'll brainstorm it. Come back yeah, next yeah, week. We'll, and, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop yeah. it. But um, this is becoming a a pretty regular segment here. So Metacritic roundup for Keenan Bridge Spirits. We are looking at a, a meta score of eighty one from critics and eighty eight. Uh, or 8.8, excuse me, from users, uh, there are 200 positive user reviews for this game. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. And then there are a total of 50 critic reviews with IGN giving it an 8. Um, weirdly enough, a, a, a lower score is v, Video Game Chronicle, which gave it a 60. Um, Inverse gave it an 8. Uh, where else? Screen Rant a 9. Game Informers a 9. Digital Trends a 9. Game Spot is a 9. So it seems like people are a fan of this. Have you thought about picking this up? Yeah, actually, I think the... the I, I, Going off of how we started this, I was a little worried about it because it did mm-hmm. seem like... This is a, a, a big exclusive. Um, I thought for sure they would have been marketing it more because the one thing Sony knows how to do is over-market their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they just stopped doing it, I was like, okay, this is a new studio. They never made a game before. Maybe it just is not turning out good like yeah. they want it to. Um, and this studio, uh, their first, they first kind of became known by doing the Majora's Mask, uh, like yeah. CG, uh, thing, which is really awesome. So uh, the animation obviously is the strength of this game. Like it looks like this like crazy, like, like well-animated Pixar type of game. Um, and the hearing reviews of it and watching gameplay of it, it kind of looks like a mixture of, I, I don't want to overuse this, but it kind of has, instead of saying Dark Souls, let's say it has almost combat like similar to Death's Door. It seems mm. like like that kind of hard core combat, and a lot of people are saying this game is actually pretty hard and challenging. Like once you get to uh, like a certain part, there's uh, a lot of bosses that you play in it um, uh, th- that have health bars that have cool mechanics to them, um, and uh, I-, I think that's pretty pretty awesome that uh, a-, a game like this uh, is getting some good praise. So I'm definitely interested in playing it, and I really want to get those. I found out what those little fuzzy creatures are. They're called Rot which seems like an odd name for something so damn cute. Yeah. But uh, um, I'm I'm more interested in this game uh, than I was before uh, it, it was announced. Um, I think this will be something that's right up my alley, and I think I will enjoy it uh, once once I have time to play that and Deathloop and, and whatever else I got to play. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to pick this one up. It, it seems, from, from what it so- sort of sounds like... Uh, People, people have been talking about it in this sort of the same vein as like your Jack and Dexter or um, like maybe not exactly like Crash Bandicoot in the sense that it's like not level based, but, you know, more of that open 3D platformer stuff. And like, I guess maybe I am more into that as I am playing Ratchet and Clank. Uh, but 
yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So I'll be interested. What I'm trying to say is I will be interested to hear what you think about it if and when you pick it up. Um, just because Yiggy. I value your opinion. Thank you. Thank Believe you. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, let's briefly here talk about Apple and Fortnite and uh, Epic Games. Excuse me. Gotta love this. Yeah, so, okay. So we talked about this a little bit last week where um, Epic Games won their <laughs> their lawsuit, one of them, I believe, of uh, where, where they were taking Apple to court, as we all remember back in the day. Um, and And Apple then said okay fine you can't you're not going to be up on our store uh and it seems like it might be that way for five years or so this is an article from the bbc oh international we're hitting international news outlets today yeah um i'm not seeing who wrote this uh three days ago wrote it so three days ago writes uh this is an article titled Apple bans Fortnite from App Store during Epic Games' legal battle. And, and that accent is actually, like, spot on according to what the title reads. So Yes. So, um, so yeah, it's actually written out phonetically, weirdly enough. But uh, <laughs> it, it says this. Apple has banned Fortnite from its App Store until a legal battle with the game's maker, Epic, has concluded, according to Tim Sweeney, Sweeney, chief executive of Epic Games. I'm not going to keep doing this. Uh, this means that the most <laughs> <laughs> this means that the popular game won't be available for new users to download on iPhones or other Apple devices. Mr. Sweeney called out Apple in a series of tweets and said the appeals process may take about five years to complete. Uh, the BBC has approached Apple for comment. People who already have the game can download it on their Apple devices. Will be able to carry on playing it, but not receive any. Uh, but it will not receive any updates. Sorry. And then they they link to. Um, some of the tweets by Tim Sweeney, which, by the way, this article will be in the description of the episode here. Uh, and and he has a little thread just with some documents and things like that. But he says uh, in the second tweet, late last night, Apple informed Epic that Fortnite will be blacklisted from the Apple ecosystem until the exhaustion of all court appeals, which could be as long as a five year process. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, ooh. I think it's funny, too, because like Tim Sweeney basically like, goes to Apple and is like, hey, Apple, can we get can we go back on your on your store and apple's like no no <laughs> we still got lawsuits we're dealing with right now i just think that's really funny um but <laughs> there you go so uh, um so uh, fortnite i believe today it's the 26th uh turned four years old today so in five years it will be nine years old oh my god uh, which i mean like fortnite it has been popular since it came out well since the battle royale stuff really um but it has sort of just continued growing in terms of popularity and scale in five years are we going to be playing fortnite i yeah it's it's funny because it's almost to the point where fortnite is so ingrained in like pop culture and culture that it's not like news to mention it anymore you know it's just there it's like part of things um, and I think I've said this before, but um, I, I teach at a high school, and when when I ask kids like games that they're playing, they don't tell me Fortnite as much as they used to. Like I still occasionally hear students that mention Fortnite, but a lot of the high schoolers are playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, Warzone has become the thing that it, when most kids used to say Fortnite, now they will say Warzone. Um, however, I think. 
that might just be an age thing. You know, I, I think like a lot of people play Fortnite and Fortnite is a little bit easier to run and more devices than Warzone yes. is. And yes. um, I definitely think that uh, it is something that people still play all the time. But I do wonder how much of that has to do with it not being on phones or the app, the Apple store anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if that is enough of a barrier to make people stop playing it or at least talking about it when they at all at all times so uh, i think this is interesting i would really like to see some of the the numbers and to know if this has affected epic at all all this stuff because yeah. from the beginning i think way back in the day when we had our podcast uh when this all kind of started i i think we were wondering like what is epic getting out of this are, are they really just sacrificing like th these profits to like be the to stand up for the little guy here uh what like what is the, the the what are they hoping to get out of this just to eventually make more money and if that's the case not using not having um fortnite for five years they're not going to gain that money no and by the time they can again it they, they missed the boat i think so yeah it's interesting um but apple is kind of just like at this point just twisting the knife they're they're crossing their arms and being like yeah what can you do about it sorry guys i, I mean not to like this is like the worst take with with many many things but i will say it because we're talking about two giant corporations yeah, like yeah. uh epic games what did you think would happen friends yeah <laughs> like like, like uh, yeah you're gonna be blacklisted like yes yes right. they, they are Absolutely. not going to let you be on their platform um because you just cost them a lot of money, both in legal fees and then moving forward. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, even if the legal fees aren't like the main thing, like like them not controlling their the revenue the way that they want to is going to yeah. be a huge, huge issue. Uh, not issue. They're, it's going to cut into their profits significantly. Right, right. They're Apple. They are making they're going to be fine, but <laughs> they want to see that growth. And it looks like this will be a big major hit. But yes, Epic Games. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that you're not allowed on the Apple Store for a while here. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, like I don't know, five years. Like seriously, I don't think in 2026, geez, um, which will be real one day. I don't know if we're gonna be playing Fortnite. <laughs> I just, I just don't <laughs> think it will. Maybe have the effect that it once did, especially because of exactly what you said about the, you know, your students. Like kids play games on ipads and phones like that is the thing and if they mm -hmm. can't play Fortnite on there then they're going to switch to something else you know like i mean minecraft is huge on phones and ipads and stuff and and uh other other similar sort of app i mean roblox is huge on those things i think yeah. is roblox on those i think probably uh I, I i to be honest until like a couple months ago i had no idea what roblox was and then i found out it's one of the biggest things ever justin it is not one of it is the biggest game ever i think we should do an episode about roblox where we play yeah. roblox um but yeah I, i'm gonna i i'm gonna say that it's on like ipads and stuff because it's yeah. so huge and kids love it so like it, i just think that kids might move on and that people might move on and while there are some people who are definitely still going to be playing Fortnite, again it's huge uh, I, I just don't know if it's going to have the same legs based on. Uh, I have some breaking news as of yeah. uh, September 25th. So that yeah. was yesterday as of recording this. Tim Sweeney uh, tweeted uh -oh. hashtag free Fortnite status. No not free <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so i think that is pretty funny <laughs> hashtag free Fortnite. colon uh whoops uh, 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 uh it was a prank uh anyway um 
just some perfect dark. Are you familiar with it? It's, a, yeah, it's about spies. Yeah. It's about yeah, spies. I, it's, uh, it's it's a perfect game. Is that true? You, that I never played. I, I don't know if it's never... perfect or not. I was just trying to make a pun off of perfect dark. I don't sure. want to say a dark game because that would just be like every game that came out around that time. Yeah. Dark and I, pixelated. I don't know anything about Perfect Dark. I've never played them, but... You play a character named Joanna Dark, I think, um, or something. Uh, Can't tell if you're joking. You're like, yeah, okay. Uh, is that true? Oh, I hope her, I'm right, actually. Her last name is just type in straight Joanna up Dark. Joanna Dark. Um, oh, my goodness. That is... That looks correct. Yeah, that's her name, okay. Joanna Dark. Well, uh, she's coming back for... Like a, I think they're just doing a new game. I don't think it's a remake or anything. Uh, because the initiative... Are they owned by Microsoft? Yes. So the, this is a uh, excuse me. This is a Microsoft first-party studio. They're working on Perfect Dark. This was announced a few months ago. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Maybe we did. Um, but recently announced that Crystal Dynamics uh, is now also helping out with Perfect Dark. Crystal Dynamics made the Tomb Raider series uh, and the Avengers, and then uh, they're <laughs> they're uh, owned by Square Enix, and people are like weird about this. What do you think? I, I think studios get help from outside studios all the time and while the avengers was maybe not everyone's most favorite game like it's still i don't know like i don't think that the event the fact that they made the avengers i don't think proves that they're an incompetent bad studio well you, well, you, you so know what I mean? the the initiative uh i think first of all from the the initiative the company that was called the first quadruple a video game studio that's what they were called no, they called themselves. They were like a quadruple A studio, so they're 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 even higher than like a triple A game studio. Oh, um, that's what they were kind of like marketed as at first, uh, and then it they it was revealed that they were doing Perfect Dark. So, oh, it's going to be a quadruple A game, big deal. It's going to be bigger than a triple A game, mm-hmm. and then they're going to a different studio to get help on it. Now, I know that's not like the biggest like that happens all the time with outsourcing. I just feel like this title is just an ironic title to begin with. Got it, um, got it. And uh, the that that just I I don't know. I mean. I think uh, when we're looking at like companies getting help, I think that happens all the time. But it's like two big companies. Xbox's new studio is going to Square Enix to get some help. I think the headline looks worse than the actual like fact mm-hmm. that they're getting some help. Because part of this is that um, uh, according to an article um, by Luke Plunkett of Kotaku... Uh, it says, interestingly, the initiative was founded by Daryl Gallagher back in 2018, who spent a decade at Crystal Dynamics working on games like Tomb Raider Legend and Tomb Raider Underworld before becoming head of a studio in time for the release of the 2013 Tomb Raider reboot. So this announcement isn't as out of left field as it first may have looked. Mm-hmm. So clearly the studio head probably has some connections at Crystal Dynamics and was like, hey, I know you people, you know me. Can you help us out with this? We need these specific things. And even if it's something like, you know, how you program this thing, we want to do this in um, the Perfect Dark game. Can you help us with that? Like, that seems a lot more realistic and, like, not weird to me. Yeah. And if this guy worked at Crystal Dynamics for a long time, like, he knows how it works over there and could say, like, these people would be able to help us because they have this and they know how to do this and we can, you know, have the sort of teamwork. Wouldn't it be weird if it's, like... um, 
not Bungie. Uh, who, who's doing Halo nowadays? Three Four Three Industries. Yeah, if Three Four Three Industries is like, yeah, we're we're reaching out to Ubisoft for some help um, on the new Halo game. Right. Like, I think yeah. that would give me a little bit of pause um, in general. Uh, but uh, well, there you go. So Perfect Dark. It's gonna be just like Tomb Raider. <laughs> That's you fine. heard it here Those first. Games are good. <laughs> <laughs> those those first two games are really good. The third one I still bought, never played. It's I one of those games it. I'm like, oh, it's on sale for twenty dollars. That's a deal. Now I could probably get it for like free. I was really excited for it. I started it, and it's uh, not a very good game. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not made by them. It's uh someone else. Oh, yeah. there you go. So we're always, you know, you know us. We're always talk about the console wars yeah <laughs> we're big console warriors and over Sega's here is really gonna come out of nowhere with another console uh, hey man the dreamcast the amico <laughs> the amico in television that's the, gonna be huge the uh i'm thinking of other ones the game sphere <laughs> it's Stadia's coming back. uh Stadia's yeah it's coming, coming back. back guys <laughs> uh but uh playstation it is is a little bit more reliable uh, than Xbox, according to that was a Tool spit Tester. Take of the mic. Oh, good. That's, that's good audio, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, according to a, a Tool Tester, which is a website that takes a look uh, that analyzes statistics based on um, like outages in terms of services, um, they have a list of the top thirty. Um, websites and services that have had issues and outages over a, a course of time, a course in time. And Xbox sits at a whopping number six and PlayStation Network sits at number nine. So, so Xbox there you go. is at six. PlayStation is at nine. Just two regular numbers. Six and nine. nine. Six and nine. It's just two... Just two unrelated two numbers. Unrelated numbers. Well, of course, you're pointing out that six is a nine, but it's flipped upside down. So, um, ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, anyway, <laughs> the like, I don't know. I've never had an issue really with with either of these things. It, it, it comes up every now and then, basically, where people are on Twitter being like, uh, "Can you guys not log into PlayStation Network?" And <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm always like, "No, I'm not playing video games right now." But uh, I very rarely am like. I mean, I don't know. I play a decent amount of Apex and other online games with friends sometimes, but I very rarely am like depending on uh, the network to play games because even if it's down, it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll play something offline. But yeah, I think part I, part of this has to go to the uh, the just the perception of I think was that back in 2011 when Sony had that big data breach and yes. their online network was yes, out for long. Yes. Like, I think it goes back to that perception and it's like, I think Sony's still wearing that. So whenever their services go down, it becomes a bigger story because it's like, is this going to happen again? Um, so with that as the context, I think it, it would make sense that everyone perceives um, the PlayStation network to be not as good as, as, uh, Microsoft, and I know this is just kind of like a clickbaity type of uh, of thing to a certain degree because, yeah, I mean, we're talking about like the outages number uh, based on that tool testers, sixty three for Xbox Live versus forty nine for PlayStation Network, and like, uh, well, like, that's not huge. I mean, no. I think the funny thing was uh, number one on this list with one hundred twenty nine outages was Discord. Discord. So <laughs> yeah. 
Fortunately, we have never run into that recording this podcast for no, over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good job, Discord. You are an excellent yeah. service. Yeah, you're helping Actually, us. Actually, you're, you're quite good. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I think that that might just be because... Well, I don't actually know why that would be, but why that would be out more. But I mean, the top the top five are Discord, Steam, Instagram, LOL, YouTube, and Microsoft. Yeah, Teams, right? Yeah, Teams. Yeah, Microsoft Teams. But like, that's the shocking thing. People use Microsoft Teams enough to realize that it's going out. <laughs> that's down. I guess so. It's between like Teams, Slack, and um, Workplace. Is that one? Is that one of those? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think those are the big three, I think. But Microsoft uh, yeah. Teams, by the way, just uh, anti-ad for Microsoft Teams is one of the worst programs <laughs> I've used. And like during um, the pandemic, like when it like their first like, hey, we got this thing coming out, guys. And like a bunch of like organizations I, I'm a part of, like used it for like meetings and stuff. And it was just like clearly not great. And you could see them it like slowly like trying to iterate on it. And yeah. it's just not enough, man. Not enough. No. Microsoft Teams, every time I turn my, my work laptop, laptop on it like like just opens up and it's like hey guys i'm here and i don't have the permissions to uh stop that from happening so it really sucks uh microsoft teams fuck you slack for life anyway uh <laughs> i'm just kidding slack is equally fine but uh, <laughs> it, it's work and i do not dream of work i dream of freedom uh and speaking of freedom let's talk about the last of us I don't know what that was. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, freedom of I guess, society rules and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of, of today's Last of Us of Day. Barriers from human nature, you know? I guess so. It's Last of Us Day today. It used to be called Outbreak Day, and then we had a real Outbreak Day. And then they're like, <laughs> probably not the best. <laughs> not to make light of this pandemic here, but at the beginning, were you kind of like, well, Never going to get to play The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, it might be real now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, they have since stopped calling it Outbreak Day. I think that's wise. <laughs> and Probably just smart, started calling yeah. it uh, Last of Us Day. It is, of course, uh, September 26th, which is the fictional day when uh, when the cordyceps fungus took over it and like that was like the end of the world i know um, i know the, the listeners can't see it but the face you made when you said fungus it like was disgusting <laughs> like you made like the most disgusted face i've ever seen you make it's fungus <laughs> it's like not a it's fungus guys like ugh, ugh. but um yeah so that is the day that they celebrate every year there's usually like photo contests and they do new merch and, and stuff like that and so it's earlier today they uh revealed new merch and, and some some things uh, i think they revealed those earlier this week but they went like live you could buy them today and then or later this afternoon you, correct excuse me pre-order them uh later this afternoon they're at seven they're doing like another thing people think it's gonna be something and us in our with our cynical hats on are like Guys, it's at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> like, they have missed the window to make an announcement by, like, five hours. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they make yeah. an interesting big announcement. So, but who knows? We might be, you, you. if you're listening to this, it's after that point in time. So, there might be some major egg on our face. Uh, if it's but, la well, let me just tell you, if it's Last of Us Part 3, uh, we're, I'm going to stop what I'm doing at 7, and you and me are going to do gonna, a gonna follow-up. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes. insert that here. Anything? <laughs> Great one, Justin. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, they uh, there, there's that. Um, they put out some merch, man. 
are you a are you a merch guy for Last of Us stuff? I, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm a merch guy in general. Um, okay. But if you ever wanted to get a, they have like uh, Switchblade short sleeve shirts that I'm just kind of like, okay, that's actually not the worst thing in the world to get. Yeah, the button ups are kind of cute. Um, <laughs> there's okay, all right. So like, there's like a lot of merch here. Uh, I own, I actually own. They are selling the art of the Last of Us Part Two. I have that, but it's not this exact one. I don't know exactly. I got it off of Amazon. Um, it's it's really nice. All the pages are really glossy, and it's like a really good like coffee table book. Oh, there's um, only one. It says, okay, this is conflicting. The Art of Last of Us, it says sold out, but the inventory is only one left. So who are they saving that one for? Mm, Sony. This is for Neil Druckmann. <laughs> it's for him. He <laughs> wants it. And they were like, can you save me one? Um <laughs> But so they're selling these and then they've got like <laughs> they've got guitar picks, which are cool. They've got the WLF like fangs on them and the, the moth on them. And then they have they have guitar straps and mm. like, OK, like the, these are kind of cool. They have uh, like their Taylor, which is the uh, a very nice guitar brand. Uh, and they say the last of us part two on them and they have the they've got the moth, which is like kind of cool. But like it also is kind of just a regular guitar strap <laughs> yeah to the it, point where like i don't know why one would buy i mean i guess if you're like a really big last of us fan which i mean like we are but i don't know why you would necessarily buy these i mean even this this brown one this leather one doesn't really have much on it other than it's got the imprint of like her tattoo a little bit so i gotta tell you something is it like normal for a guitar strap to be 150 dollars? yes if it's leather like this is this is a really nice guitar strap, but if you're gonna yeah. spend 150 dollars on a guitar strap, I don't know if you want like Last of Us. <laughs> I gotta um, be honest though, do, but the way I interact with like buying new things and hobbies, I would probably like spend the money on getting like a 150 dollar Last of Us strap, like an awesome guitar, and then just never learn how to play it and just keep it somewhere in my house. Well, Justin, if you want an awesome <laughs> guitar, they you can buy the guitar from The Last of Us. Oh, do you know this? For how much? Two thousand dollars. What? It's two thousand dollars. I don't have that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have that for a guitar from The Last of Us. Okay, here's the thing. I love The Last of Us, but like, if you buy the guitar from The Last of Us, it's a beautiful guitar, and it's a, it's a Taylor guitar. Like two thousand dollars. Like that is the price of a Taylor. Like that's a nice guitar. But like, at the end of the day, if, if if I was like playing that somewhere, I think it would be weird. I think people would be, <laughs> think that's weird. I think they would like laugh at me a little bit being like, like, it's kind of cool, but like it's from the last of us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, well then you're going to love this strap, but uh, like it, that is an expensive item. <laughs> I think for, we're just revealing the fact that we're not like that we're broke, <laughs> uncomfortably wealthy. Yes. Like if I had enough money to like, if I play guitar and I like the last of us and I had the money to spend on that, probably would do it. But I don't. What's what's tricky too is they had um they've got two guitars up. One of them is the one from the game, which is like the uh it's it's like it's not even glossy. It's like a matte sort of wood color, and then it has the the moth. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the moth inlay. Mm-hmm. And then um there's another one that's like this black glossy thing. It says like it's really big. It says the last of us part two on it. And then it also has, um, the, 
like uh, Ellie's tattoo on it in a really, really, really intrusive way. And like, I think the tattoo <laughs> is cool, but like it says the last of us part two giant on it. And it is also, it's not quite $2,000, but it is also expensive enough to be like, that one's definitely not it. Like that one's definitely not. That's not the happening. Move. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No. But um, I did. I bought some stuff today. Oh, <laughs> what, what, what did you end up buying? <laughs> you bought the guitar, didn't you, <laughs> Peter? <laughs> and the strap. No, I bought. Um, they've got vi- the vinyls for um, the songs that they sing in the in the game. So like all of the covers that they do, uh, oh, it's on cool. vinyl. And um, yeah, it's it's a good looking record too. So I, I bought that, and then I nice. also bought. Um, because I'm a broken person, I bought the WLF bomber jacket because it's cool as hell. <laughs> I actually bought um, some bomber jackets online, but I bought them and they were apparently from Korea. And mm. I don't know if you know anything about um, international clothing, uh, but uh, I put on the medium and my sleeves, like, it literally <laughs> like came up to my elbows, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, it's always a gamble. I went with yeah. medium because in they've got the picture of this this fella here. Uh, it says he's uh, he's five ten and he's wearing a medium, and then there's a woman who's five eight and she's wearing a small. Maybe I should have gotten a small because I'm five eight. Shit. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be. You know, better to go big than small, as I found out. I guess that's that's also true. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. They also they're selling like flannels, and like I get that flannels are defo like. Like The Last of Us, if you had to say like, if you had to say that there is a clothing item from The Last of Us, it's definitely like these flannels. But like, my question is, it's just a flannel. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't really say, as far as I can tell, The Last of Us on it or like distinguish itself as anything really. Yeah, and even then, if I'm gonna buy a flannel that's an expensive flannel, I don't think I want it to say The Last of Us on it. No, no, but um. Well, but, you know, regardless, happy Last of Us Day. Happy Last of Us Day to you, listener. Yeah. Um, also, there's a statue of Ellie that's $500. And oh, it's there, cheap. There is one of Joel that they just announced today that's $200. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Why Why the price difference? Um, I believe this Ellie one is older. Like, oh. it's been around, and so maybe they don't have... They age like a fine wine. I guess <laughs> statues, so. The older they get, the more value they have. I have an I have an Ellie statue, but it's um, her with a bow and arrow. It's it was not cool. two hundred dollars. Oh um, no, you're thinking of Aloy. Oh, or is that my Laura bad, my bad, Croft? my bad. Uh, or, or maybe Brave. it's Laura Bailey. Oh, could be. Um, <laughs> because they also they have an Abby one as well. It's two hundred dollars, but it's like I would like these, but I would not pay two hundred dollars for them. Yeah, like they they look good, but yeah, well, um, five hundred, I'd pay that. <laughs> Yeah, five hundred. That's a that's fair the value price. I need. Yeah, happy Last of Us Day, Justin, and and many more. You know. Yeah, m- many more. Uh, I don't know what to do. Do you leave like some like mushrooms out for? No, you leave um, you leave some blood out <laughs> for Ellie. She's on the hunt. She's very distressed. You set up some uh, some nail traps, some trip mines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you actually you leave a uh, nail bomb in the in the chimney. That's yeah, yeah. that's the whole Checks deal. Out. You leave some some ammo in in a cupboard and label or it. You you leave a, just a bunch of pills out. Yeah. <laughs> for the upgrades, you gotta, down for upgrades. Yes, yeah. So when when Joel like rummages through your chimney, takes a pill, he goes, feels better about himself. Gotta look around here for supplies. 
Uh, Nintendo Direct. Justin, it was 40 minutes, and all in all, I have to say, I thought it was a great Direct. <laughs> Full of twists and turns. Yeah, okay, like, I, I would say, it's, to me, it's not so much the content, but it's like some of the content and how it was delivered was, like, interesting. I will remember this one. Of all the Directs I've seen, of the many, many, many presentations I've seen, I'm going to remember this one, like, to the max. Yeah. So, uh, what uh, what did we see here that was of note? Obviously, they had months, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which neither of us will play, I'm sure. Um, Justin, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I might. If it, uh, do I have to pay for it? Is it free? No, it's uh, paid. They, they well, then I probably won't. To I be was going to say, I know how much you love Monster Hunter, my man. And how much I love expansion passes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they showed off Mario Party Superstars a little bit more. Uh, they also showed off a card game that I was like, this music sounds a lot like Nier. I was like, is this a Nier game? Is Nier coming to the Switch, but it's cards? And it, it said the title, which is Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragons Roars. Um, okay. It's a good is, name. Really <laughs> it's, easy. It's like gargling a bunch you know, of marbles. You use the first, the first letter of each word, it spells out Kojima. Actually, weirdly enough, it spells out Yoko Taro because he's <laughs> because as soon as so the title comes up and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. And then it's like um, creative producer Yoko Taro. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Near music. <laughs> so you said you played the demo a little bit. Yeah, no, I played the whole demo. It's uh, actually kind of fun. Um, so I, I think when when I hear it's a card game, I run away because I'm yeah, like, I'm I don't want to like, do I'm like good. packs and shit like that. But it's really an RPG uh that is uh you're you don't have characters or sprites you just have cards and uh the cards level up um they're just essentially characters in your pack yeah um but the aesthetic is kind of cool because instead of just running around an overworld uh you have cards that are set up on like a map that when you walk on the card it like spin it like flips over to reveal what the map looks like so it's like the back of the card and then you like walk down so you like see like this is a forest card this is a trail card or whatever um and then you basically can go to towns uh and they have this one town in the demo and they have a bunch of characters there that you have to go over the character card and like talk to people to find out who stole this thing from the queen um, and then, uh, you sometimes flip over cards and run into random monsters that you have to fight. And it's a, you know, pretty simple RPG like thing. And, uh, it is sort of like a card game with the RPGs in which each turn you get like a gem, like each beginning of each thing. And some of your moves require a certain amount of gems to use. Mm -hmm. So it is very similar to what like a card game, uh, would be normally, uh, but because it is more like an RPG, it's fun to just like kind of level up and do whatever. And the beginning of the game has like such like a fun uh, aesthetic to it. Like literally the voice of the card is narrating to you. And it's like this game should be played with the headphones on if you want to hear my voice. But I guess because there are subtitles, if you want, you can turn it off. But, you know why <laughs> sure. like it, so it just has like this like the, the narrator is like kind of like telling the story and like setting everything up. So I think the combat itself is pretty fun. You basically get a town, um, a path to a town, uh, a like side card game, and a dungeon in the demo. And I think I beat it in like 45 minutes. Okay. But I think there could be potentially a lot of depth there. 
Um, there, there's uh, different elemental weaknesses and strengths, like most RPGs that you have to kind of guess. Like you'll see an enemy and it's like, well, this looks like a mushroom. I bet it's weak to fire. And sure enough, it's weak to fire. Oh, this is an undead thing. It's probably weak to light. Let me use my light character to, to attack it with. And each move that a character have has is uh, basically a card that you hmm. get. So when you level up, you get different cards to select from. And you can kind of like set up your loadout of what cards are available in your character's hand. But it's not so much like a random draw of things. Mm -hmm. It's very much RPG and like you buy items, but instead of it being like a potion, it's a potion card that you can select. So if you are scared of card games, this is not that. It's a cool way of having an RPG. And I think... After playing it, I there's too many things coming out because this game comes out the 28th of October. Too many things coming out. And, yeah. and I do think, though, if I'm looking for an RPG, this would be kind of a fun little RPG to, mm. to potentially get into. And, of course, you have the, the, the fun music in the background, which makes it a little bit more epic. Yeah, the, 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 choir, the choir stuff really picks up at the end uh, okay. of it when there's a dragon attacking. But, sure. Um, in, in the titular Isle Dragon's Roars. Yeah, yeah. Is it called, yeah. Is it, is that, it's called the Isle Dragon's Roars? Uh, unless I typed it wrong, but which I did because apparently the spell check wasn't working when I first typed out this list. So. Okay, it's, it's, you're <laughs> not entirely... It's the Isle White Dragon Summers. Roars. not The uh, Isle so. Dragon Roars, not the no. Isle Dragon's Roars. Yeah, because I was like, that's not even like a sentence. Um, still not great, but uh, that's you can play that demo now. Comes out yeah, try, October Try 20th. it out. I, I, it's, it's unique yeah. in a good way. Uh, we also got uh, Disco Elysium Final Cuts coming out on Switch on October 22nd. Yeah. Finally release date, so I'm hopeful. Are, are we playing that? Are you playing that? I, I, I want to. I, want to. I, I think Switch is the place to play it for me personally. Yeah. Um, but again, this October, I got so many things out. I want to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it seems like a, like it does not seem like the kind of game that it seems like you have to really pay attention. Yeah. And like really engage with it, which isn't bad. Obviously, that's what you want. But um, sometimes. That can be a lot, but yeah, I, I found like sometimes like like on the Switch when when I'm like, this will be a great Switch game. If it's too story based and I'm like playing it like as I'm laying in bed before I go to bed, probably not right. it right. at all. That's, that's kind of <laughs> what I mean. But yeah. um, that'll that we may talk about that here in the in the yeah. Next I'll few get weeks. it in before the end of the year. Yeah, uh, we got Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pack. I think they thought people were gonna like that game a lot more than they did. I don't is think it, people dislike it. I just think like it. From it seems like everyone got to a point with it where they yeah. were like, yeah, "I get it," you yeah. know, and like it's I don't know more, if more more, more of the Mishi Musho Muso Muso games got there. Yeah. I got there eventually. You did great. Do you ever uh, see the Michi the Water Giant? It's like about the Loch Ness monster kind of thing. It's no. a movie. No, I'm not familiar. Cool. It's not a great movie. I wouldn't watch it, but it's there. Okay. So then that's your hitbox movie recommendation. Don't watch. <laughs> Michi the the water monster. Michi uh, Michi the water giant, worse than the medium. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll believe you there. I'll uh, take your word for it. Uh, we got Chocobo Grand Prix. Chocobo yeah, GP. looks like a Mario Kart Square Enix game. That's yep. interesting. And they were like your favorite Final Fantasy characters, like Chocobo. I was like, not really a character. Yeah. And they were but, like, you know. um, and then they showed off a bunch of mon like Final Fantasy monsters. I was like, still not. I'm just gonna say characters. this game not made for me. I don't think. I think I'm gonna skip it. I uh, it looks 
kind of like fun. They were like, you can pick up items like another game. <laughs> it's like, I wonder which. <laughs> and they might look like a banana peel-like item, like <laughs> yeah. another game. And we chose to make our spiky shell green. Yes. Yes, they did. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to probably skip it. Unless it's a 10 out of 10 must play on Metacritic. I guess so, which, you know, it could be. Chocobo, popular <laughs> <Doubt> bird. <it. laughs> uh, Justin, they were like, let's talk about Smash. And I was so were, excited. I'm like, here we I go. Know, I was like, let's Weird, do it. They didn't right, start with big it. boys. Yeah. yeah. And then um, it was like, let's talk about Smash on October 5th when we finally <laughs> announced the <laughs> final know. character. And it's like, ah, okay. Uh, I believe... Uh, uh, in one of these later announcements for Disney Magical World 2 Enhanced Edition. Edition. No, uh, not diction. Yeah, this is a little typo on the there. typing. Oops. Uh, it starts with Mickey getting a letter. And I was like, if they put that before the Smash announcement, people, it would have been like... Hilarious. Rioting in the streets. <laughs> like, well, people are so passionate about this Final Smash character. That would be pretty cool, though. Not gonna lie. Mickey Mouse. I guess so. People want Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which... I, uh, I don't know. I think I mean, they should. I think if they I should get to pick out his clothes so he doesn't look like some kind of some kind of cartoon character. Got lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it should be Waluigi or Toad, but that's just my opinion. Or what if it's a Waluigi Toad combo character Wall and like Waluigi throw toads around, like throws the toad around? It'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so I guess we'll find out about that on October fifth. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land coming out in spring 2022. Justin, finally, a video game I'm going to play. Wait, really? Yeah, dude. Kirby's great. I have a Kirby was, tattoo. I heard it called like The Last of Us Kirby because <laughs> yeah. like, you're going through like this like desolate area and it's like a rune city. Also kind of looks like Nier. By the way, I don't have a Kirby tattoo. But um, in case Wait, you, you do? Were... No, I don't. I said that and I don't think you heard me. But, oh, um, oh. I just wanted to clear the air because you didn't I mean, ask about it. You just like accepted and just kept going. I mean, like, I mean, oh, if yeah. you had one, I told that that's fine. That hey, you do you. There, there's a Kirby cafe you can go to in Japan. Like there, it's a. It's I'm a, a fan of the. I'm a fan of the character. I just am, and I think that the recently Kirby games have been like nothing, and so yeah, it's like a 3D platformer. Uh, you're exploring a like post-apocalyptic city that's like all these plants have like grown through all like shopping malls and stuff like that it's a uh, kirby meets last of us meets near automata <laughs> and <laughs> that's actually yeah the, I, I thought the same thing kind of with the shopping mall yeah so um i don't know they, they showed off a, a, actually a decent chunk of it and it looks pretty good in my opinion um but we'll see about that there's a lot coming out in spring 2022 yeah, in 2022 in general. <laughs> yes. If I'm complaining about a backlog now, give me time. Yeah. So then uh, after that, they were like, let's talk about Animal Crossing. And everyone's like, yay! In October, when we do an <laughs> Animal Crossing presentation. It's like, okay, this is just a presentation saying, get ready for these other presentations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looks like they're adding Brewster uh, and the ro- uh, the Roost, I think, is a coffee shop, which could be cool. You could get a job at the Roost in uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. So... Who knows what's in store? Uh, I don't know if this is going to make me get back in Animal Crossing. I'll say uh, it seems a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like Animal Crossing had it felt like based on what it has now felt like it had like half of the content it should have had right when it launched. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, I'm a little too far away from it to really 
Yeah, I mean, it would have to be in. something like crazy for me to come back, like more specific tasks or like uh, yeah. more con like like actual story content for me to do. Because I felt like once I did my island, it's like now the world is yours. I'm like, great. That's not what I came here for. Right. Because like the beginning of that game gave you something to work for with the KK Slider concert being like, we want to get our island to this yeah. thing. And then you do that and you're like, all right, what's next? And they were like. That's up to you. It's like, ooh, I don't know. Uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, eh, maybe don't. But, um, yeah, I'm sure people who are still playing that game are, are psyched for that. And, I don't know, Brewster, like, that was a cool part of those other games. So, I have a quick question. For, like, those yeah. of you, for those of us whose first Animal Crossing game was New Horizons, what, what is Brewster? Oh, Bru- oh, you don't know who Brewster is? So, mm-hmm. the roost is the coffee shop, and Brewster is the owl, or he's a, he's a pigeon who runs it. And he's got these tiny little glasses on, and he's got a little mustache. Um, what does he do? What do you do with him? He goes, "It's cool, man." Uh, he's he runs the coffee shop, and he gives you a job in Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, where you work behind the counter, and then your villagers will come in, and um, they all have specific likes and dislikes in terms of coffee. So you have to like figure out what everyone likes based on their personality and and their likes oh, and dislikes, and yeah, like it's kind of cool. Like that's um, like more like a, like a like a diner diner dash type of experience kind of uh but like for me that is a cool thing to have in the game but it's not enough like if if it's just that it's like not enough to be like a huge update yeah if that were just in the game at the beginning it would have been really cool because i would have been doing that a lot and like developed that some more but like at this point i'm already sort of gone you know but yeah uh, yeah, sorry. Yes, it is the coffee shop, and it is Got connected it. to the museum in this one. It looks like, whereas it was a whole separate building in the other one. But mm, yeah, uh, that's how uh, they didn't have the the capacity to create another building. I think. I guess not. Or like they're like, I think people's islands are pretty set in stone, and we're not. If we're not anticipating getting another building, like ooh. yeah, I, I think what stopped me playing that game was when I realized I was just doing chores. Yeah, that's common. Like, when it took me like thing. thirty minutes to like get all my fruit and sell it, I was like, "Wait a second, this is not <laughs> <Hold> fun." <on. laughs> yeah, um, but it's free, and uh, I I liked that game quite a bit. I just think also I think that if I played that ever again, it would bring me to a very specific place. Do you know what I mean? Of just mm-hmm. like every single night being very fearful about the future and mm-hmm. about what was happening, and um, or conversely yeah. not caring about it because I'm locked in my home and my own safety. It's very true. It's very yeah. true. But um, anyway, uh, Mario Golf update. You could play as Koopa Troopa and, or as Ninji from Ninji Speedruns, and he runs very fast, which is makes sense. Are you getting back in for this? I haven't played it yet, but like this is pretty significant content with the two characters in two new courses. Um, there is uh, a snow place. I forget the name of it. I pro- a good uh, video game uh, person would have been looking up the title of it. Um, and then uh, they also have another kind of desert desert uh, themed course mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out. Uh, a couple other things like adjustments and I think a new CP, uh, CPU skill uh, level and stuff like that. So I think I, I, some good content, but it just the biggest complaint people had with that game when it first came out was that it wasn't rich on content. Yeah. And this slow trickle, I don't think was necessarily something that's helped this game because I don't know with however much stuff there is out. Like, I think this would have been such a benefit to start. Yeah. Like this, at the beginning. It's weird, like that we just said that about Animal Crossing. Like that's been kind of a trend. It's almost like Nintendo saw like people love these free updates and like, yeah. you know, maybe we 
do that, but we devote a little bit less time to the actual base game and then just sort of update it with these free content patches. And, mm-hmm. like, kind of, Nintendo, like, you're sort of there. But, yeah, I... um it seems like a lot of these games would benefit from just having the content in it when it launched instead of trying to get people to stick with it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Disney magical world Two enhanced edition is coming to the switch. I've been waiting. I, we've been baited (laughs) breath. Yes. We've been, we've been, we've been, uh, speculating about it (laughs) past few episodes. (laughs) Roll back. It's all the times we mentioned that. Anyway, um, I have nothing to say. KOTOR. It's only a five-minute video of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) KOTOR is coming uh, to the Switch, but it's like the OG one, not the remake that everyone's talking about. Um, I I would have maybe thought about this until the fact that that new one's coming out, so I think I'm just going to wait. I've I've heard people say, like, don't play the original if you're going to play the the remake because there's some cool twists in there that you maybe don't want to have spoiled for you. I don't, I don't know what the twist is, but I'm also I, kind of, I, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a fun twist, but like I, I got spoiled for me on something and it just kind of sucks. But I'm also like of the opinion, like, yo, this KOTOR remake is probably not coming out this year or next year. Like, like oh yeah. <laughs> if what if it comes my, out this year? Oh my gosh. But it's like, might as well play <laughs> KOTOR while you can on the switch. Like that seems like a good idea. And then you can get psyched about the new one. But, uh, so I actually might end up doing that because that seems right up my alley, but yeah, uh, that seems kind of cool. Uh, Dying Light 2 and the original Dying Light are both coming to the Switch cloud version uh, when they when Dying Light 2 comes out. Uh, so yeah, the Dying Light 2 is the cloud version. The Dying Light to Switch is not cloud. That one's straight up. Oh. Straight up not. Well, so I guess... Can't wait to see how that looks. You that's know what I mean? kind of cool. Yeah. Um, one can play any number of things on the Switch. Uh, I, if, if it's the best place to play, it is sort of another question entirely, but, uh, the fact that it can run, that they figured out a way to run these much more technically, uh, intense games on that device, I think is actually kind of cool. We talked about that a little bit with like control and Hitman with the cloud versions of that and guardians of the galaxy and stuff. So, um, I think that's cool, but it's, if I play that game, it's not where I'm going to play it. <laughs> but Justin Pro- project, triangle strategy first of all revealed that it's just straight up going to be called triangle strategy yeah i know i, I put the link to the to the thing in there like it like that's the dumbest name change <laughs> you might as well just call it project triangle strategy like right but like, now that's it's kind of cool. triangle strategy and like it's very subtle about that just like we're just gonna drop the project like it's like facebook we're just gonna drop the, drop the, the. the. yeah Left that at Prada the project. With my... <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that too. With where they're like, it's called Project Octopath Traveler, and then they're like, it's uh, Octopath Traveler. Uh, that's fine. Like, that's fine. I don't think I'm gonna play this. Do I you know, know like, you enjoyed the demo, but it, it's a person's job to like come up with names, and like, it, there should be someone to be like, this is a good marketing name. Like, you know, you you type it into the internet. No, it's like, but like, this is a dumb name. I'm just gonna show. It's a dumb name. I think the name Octopath Traveler is really cool. I think Triangle Strategy from Square Enix is weird. Yeah. Like, what do you guys just? What do you? What's next? Circle time. Rhombus of ruin. <laughs> anyway circle um, frustration project yes project project frustration circle <laughs> uh you played the demo of this so i'm sure it was interesting they gave you a shout out they were like thanks to the survey filled out by one justin makovich uh we've i, I gotta say it's, it's good menus, if you, if you but, like those the the kind of like fire emblem games mm-hmm. uh it does have those vibes and it's a pretty game um one of the things a full camera control looks like you have now which yeah, is gonna be cool. nice 
um, specifically looking at the battlefield and stuff. Um, will I play this game? We'll see what comes out around March 4th. Uh, pro- it's not the first thing I will go for. It takes a specific type of like strategy game like that to get me going. Um, and if you want to play a good one and you haven't played Fire Emblem Three Houses yet, play that one. Really great I've game. heard great things about it, and I would love to you play can, it. It's just, who's got the time? You can make all your students blush in the very creepy way. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy, it is then. Um, <laughs> they don't have that, but uh, <laughs> Metroid Dread is still coming out on October 8th, and I've decided I think I'm not going to play it. <laughs> just because yeah, it's just, I'm, not, I'm not into it. I think this was a good direct for Metroidvania fans. Uh, as they showed off more of this game, which again, I'm sure like people are very stoked for, but not really my thing. Um, the reason I say it's good for Metroid, uh, Metroidvania fans is because I'm just skipping down an announcement here. Uh, they're bringing three of the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games to the Switch, which I believe was either leaked or rumored beforehand. Um, but uh, that's still pretty cool, and it's 20 bucks. So, hey, and for those three games, folks, those are good yeah. games. I, I completed Circle of the Moon all the way through. Uh, what great game! It was one of one of the launch games with the um, uh, Game, game Boy, Boy Advance. Advance. <laughs> Highly recommend uh, playing that one at the very least. And the other two games, from uh, what I've heard, are also great quality games too. So, uh, the the thing about the Castlevania games, they're a little bit more combat heavy than I would say. I, I feel like some of the Metroid games are a little bit more exploratory kind of things. These yeah. are a little bit more combat heavy, and they have some cool systems uh, in them. I, I recommend them. Okay, specifically okay. for twenty bucks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's a good price. As someone who yeah. doesn't like, if if it was like forty, you'd be like, all right, I'm just never gonna play this. But twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly. is like, it, there might be a day where I'm like, oh, maybe I should, and like, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's coming out. Nintendo Online Expansion Pack, expansion pack for Nintendo Online now allows you to play like eight. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is it out already? No. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, future, what? Future Wait, why am I release. not playing Zelda right now? Cancel <laughs> uh, the podcast. Eight Nintendo 64 games, including Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, Mario 64, which you could play on there anyway, uh, Mario Kart 64, uh, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, Dr. Mario. I don't know what these guys are. Winback? I don't know what that is. And you I know, can't everyone's even, favorite most popular game that ever came out. And then I can't even read what this other one is. And I'm zoomed in really far at it. What is this? Um, there, there's a couple that are J- Japan only. So maybe this is a Japan only one. I don't think that's in English. Got it. Okay, good. I was worried. Uh, so there's that. And then you can play also. Um, there's 14 Sega Genesis games coming. Yeah, what the uh, hell? <laughs> including Sonic 2 and the original Castlevania, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, that's kind of cool and then they also said hey we're also going to be doing um we're going to be up adding more so you're going to get majora's mask on there you're going to get mario golf pokemon snap f-zero x uh kirby 64 paper mario banjo kazooie uh that's uh yeah i don't have any sound effects how about um oh yeah you got your amiibo there you know, the day I found out that you did the voice for Banjo and Kazooie, uh, <laughs> I was like, I got to do a podcast with this guy. <laughs> you think I could afford that Last of Us guitar if I did that, I, but one I couldn't. Would think, I can't. Yeah, but, not good um, with my money. I guess not. Or maybe they just let that IP die. Anyway, um, <laughs> that guy probably got some work when they put him <laughs> in Smash. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, and, and with this, they announced, hey, if you if you don't want to play it on the Switch Joy-Cons, you can also purchase a Switch-compatible Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis controller, which uh, is pretty cool. In my opinion, I think that's actually kind of cool that they are just straight up selling those. Um, yeah, um, I so with this initial announcement, the Genesis stuff is like fun icing on the cake. I think that adds value to it. Still yeah. odd that they're having that, that connection, I think, personally. I... It seems like I'm sure they someone came to the table and said, "Hey, we'd love to put our games on the Switch." And yeah. they said, "Yeah, okay. How like what games do you think we can get from you?" And like, "How about these 14 or 15 or whatever?" Yeah, that seems good, but then you have to think like, "How are we get like we're not just going to drop this?" And and like, "Is this enough to make people want to pay more for our service?" Probably not. But then you say, "But let's bundle this actually with all the uh, Nintendo 64 games and like that makes a little bit more sense but it's we it would be weird on its own I think yeah absolutely and uh, the games that they offer are some classic ones I think Mario Kart 64 having online play is yeah. awesome like yeah. to play that game online with other people I think I hope I hope to goodness that for even Super Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64 that they keep the original versions they don't do anything different to them because yeah. technically I can play Mario uh, Super Mario 64 but it is a slightly altered version of it so it's not the same it's not one-to-one there are differences in it so if you uh, the speedrunners will love that I'm sure oh yeah uh, to be able to play that uh, originally but we'll find out probably when it launches and I think like the these are it's it could be potentially interesting. I want to know how much it's going to be. They have they announced that yet? No, they said it's going to cost more than what it is right now. But right, right, I, which is by the way a joke. How much it costs now? It's like literally what nothing. <laughs> I mean, Elena and I bought a family plan <laughs> because we uh, for Animal Crossing, and we just renewed it because uh, I forgot to unrenew it. And <laughs> um, uh, so it was forty dollars for her and I. But we have like six additional slots yeah because we were like well we might as well just get these and then give them out to people and i texted my siblings and they were both like yeah we already have it it's like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> so if anyone uh, needs so i guess they're Nintendo yeah, online, here still oh, let me boy. know no seriously let me know i'll put you on for free i don't care uh so anyone who needs that but um yeah it can't be a lot it shouldn't be a lot it's barely anything because i don't know am i really gonna sit down and pl- i mean i might pl- sit down and play through ocarina of time or majora's mask but who knows? Like uh, I don't know. It depends how much it is. If it's if it's sixty dollars a year, um, yeah, so twenty not. more dollars. I, I think I can justify that. If it's like another forty and it's like eighty dollars, I can. Oh, justify that would be that, that would be way too much. Twenty dollars I mean, a year is even like pushing it for what I would be able to do. Just the fact that it's there, I think, yeah. and that's just like the the sad, broken part of human being inside of me. Um, I think that uh, I will play Mario Kart sixty four. That will be a good wind down game. Sorry, Pokemon Unite, you've lost my wind down game. I will yeah. be playing Mario Kart sixty four. You think they're um, they should put the original Smash on there, and then like fix part of that community that's like been ostracized by them you know what i'm talking about i i feel like that would no matter what the announcement would be if they would have that on there there would be more negative pr <laughs> than just yeah, leaving it off yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people would be pissed for some reason no but maybe I, I that maybe right, but... there is going to be something about that uh later because if they are going to have the the online stuff um playing i don't think smash would be something that would be as fun unless you could play online with other people that's what i'm trying to say like yeah. like if they did smash like they have gone after people who use emulators and tournaments that host with emulated, you know, versions of the game. And like, if you could, the, the big, the big problem has been like, well, Nintendo, you need to provide a way for us to play this game online. Yeah. And they just haven't done it. So 
that could be something, but you know, it could also just, I don't know. It, I, I do see your point about like, there could be major pushback from that as they've not been very good about that sort of stuff in the past. So yeah. yeah um, I want to talk about the last two games on here and then I want to talk about the other thing. <laughs> I, don't, so, I have no idea the other thing you're talking about, but let's talk about those last be? two games. So yeah. they showed a little bit of Splatoon 3, and the person presenting was very cute and very funny. Um, I liked it. They came out wearing a lab coat being like, we've been doing some research. <laughs> like, roll the <laughs> footage. It, like, it was so, it was just so, like, I, I don't so even wholesome. know. The, the it's so wholesome. It's so pure. Yeah, like, yeah it, was, and it, was, it was, like, bad, but, like, not bad. Like, it was just, like. No, I see what you're doing there, Splatoon yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I'm going to play that game. I am excited because I've never really played any of those games before because I didn't have a Wii U and then I missed, I didn't have a Switch when the second one came out. So mm. uh, I will be excited to play that you, third one. You could borrow my cartridge sometime. Just note that I did put that in my mouth. I was going to ask if I could put it in my mouth. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't need to borrow it. Maybe, I, well, unless I want to clone you. Maybe you got some cells on there still. Anyway, oh. I will talk about it off air. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so i i'm looking forward to that game not in a way where i'm like super like ready and excited yeah. for it but like when it comes out like yeah i will play that and i will probably I'll give really them 60 dollars and play it yeah. for like five hours and say like yeah, it's worth it maybe well, no especially wait, since, what i just do <laughs> especially since it looks like they have like an actual story mode in there like an actual because i know the second one did but to my understanding it was not like a, there wasn't like a story it was like right loose story i mean it, there's a story it was there it was sure. frustrating at a point but yeah um but i do appreciate that i'm a kid now and a squid now and apparently a what was the other thing the the octa mammalians mamas something like that now i don't know what you're saying but i don't know if i like it uh then banana three is coming out in 2022 i don't care you don't care i don't know no that trailer was it like bad. interesting. Look, I, it looked like a Wii game. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look great. It, um, like, and this is like again, I'm not. A, I, I don't. I didn't like the first Bayonetta game. Maybe the second one's significantly better, but like the vibe of the game is not the thing for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show in the past, uh, not specifically about Bayonetta, but something like. <sighs> I never know how to feel about her as a character because, like, to my understanding, she's just, like, hypersexualized, And it never sits in a way that never, like, has really sat right with me in the same way that we talked about, like, Kaine in um, Near Replicants. Or I don't know if we talked about this. Maybe we did about that character in... Uh, it's, like, that new Sony game that looks like Nier and Bayonetta mashed together. You know what I'm talking about? Project Eve. Yes, yes, yes. Where it's yes, like, yes, yes. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a sexualized character, but if, if like, the whole thing is just like, oh, they're just, like, really sexy all the time, it's like, mm-hmm. I Yeah, I, I think if you played, if you play the game, I, I think the, at least it's, again, from my perspective, I feel like it's not just about her being, like, hypersexualized as okay. much as it can appear from the outside. Like, she's a very, like, strong and confident character. Okay. Um, that uh, I think it, it... I don't want to say it's done well, but, like, I am not bothered as that as much as, like, a Kanye kind of situation. Got it, got it. Personally, but... But, yeah, I don't know. Um, will I play this when it comes out? No. Probably not. No. I mean, like... 
<laughs> no. I don't know. If I'm I get it for not. free and then someone like will force me to play it, then yes. But even <laughs> if I get it for free, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I have some other things to play. Right. Mario Kart 64 online play. Come on, guys. I Warrior like Platinum Games. They, make, they made Nier, I think, didn't they? Automata. Which, that game felt really good to play, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, people are very excited that she's back as it has been a really long time since they've even really addressed that game in public. So, uh, and it is exciting that it has like a window. Uh, while it is a year-long window, it is still a window nonetheless. Okay, Justin. The Mario movie cast. The heck was that, man? Okay, it so was. You t- so you texted whoa. me, and you were like, was the direct any good? Because you were at this conference. And I was like, have you not seen it? <laughs> and you were like, no, no, no. I was like, don't. Don't look at the internet. <laughs> Watch this as soon as you can. <laughs> Did you know beforehand what ha- was going to happen with this? No. I've never it, lost my mind in the way I lost my mind watching that alone. Like, completely alone. Like, I'm laughing out loud and, like, like what? Like, and it audibly. just kept getting, wor- like, worse isn't the right word, but it just kept, like, escalating. <laughs> it, the, it is so cursed. Like, the, it is, like, cursed images. Do you know what I mean? Of, like, oh, my gosh. Because they go... Miyamoto shows up and you're like, oh, okay. hey, man. Nice like, haircut. I'm, I'm digging what you're doing with that. Well, I'm a big fan. And every time you show up, it's always to say something exciting. And he's like, here's the cast for the Mario movie. And I was like, I kind of forgot that they were doing one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I was maybe expecting like, well, let's just get Charles Martinet. He's been doing it since Mario has had a voice. Right. Um, and then they were like. I thought I straight up fucking thought it was a joke. I straight up thought it was a joke. They're like uh, Chris Pratt as Mario, and collectively the whole Earth <laughs> was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and the picture they chose is like him like smoldering and stuff, and like it's not bad, but it is like I don't know if this is like the Mario like what you're looking for in terms of like the vibe of Mario of just like a very sexy like ripped man being like. Uh, into the camera yeah um so that's insane and i want to talk more about that in a second but i think we should go through the rest of the cast here we got anya taylor joy queen's gambit as uh princess toadstool uh there you go herself i don't know about that i mean like i don't know (laughs) i guess that seems fine but i don't know to, to me that casting choice is like sure she's popular now great all right it made me it made me go like yeah okay I'm sorry, did you say Chris Pratt was going to be Mario? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, and you're like, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> so you got her as as, as Peach. You got, Char- <laughs> you got Charlie Day's Luigi. This, this is everything. This is everything right here. This is this is perfect. Like, this is the vibe I want for Luigi. I love, I, I do love what Miyamoto, what Miyamoto-san was saying about the actors though he's like we got chris pratt he's so cool and it's very sweet it, like it's very like heartfelt uh, and then they got charlie day and they're like we're excited to see charlie son uh, play this timid younger brother it's like what <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> so you got charlie day's luigi oh i think you got jack black as bowser which is by the way the only character on here that i was like yeah okay yeah like, oh, I, he, I, like, I totally buy that i yeah, see that 100 sure. yeah yeah like, cause you know, Bowser, to my understanding, he's never really had a voice other than being like, you know, like, yeah. like growly. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you just had Jack Black just doing Jack Black, right? he already talks in such an interesting cadence and, and like, so he's so much larger than life with the way that he acts. Like, I think that'd be fine. 
Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. And then you have, <laughs> you have Keegan Michael Key as Toad. <laughs> I'm down with that. 100%. <laughs> is it, is he going to do the voice? Ah, I, you know? I think. I mean, I think that could be said about all these characters because, like, even if they didn't, like, if they don't do the voices, this is going to be a very different movie than what I'm expecting it to be. Yeah, like, it's not yeah, going to yeah. be like a Mario, like, game movie. Like, it's going to, it has to be like a different vibe. I have to imagine. I, I, I want to talk about that in one second. I, we have to get through the rest of the cast just so people know exactly what we're it talking about. It gets better. Here. So we got Keegan Michael Key is Toad, which is fucking insane. And the picture they chose of him is so perfect it's him just like like smiling very gently at the camera um <laughs> you've you mr seth rogan is donkey kong the, the the greatest kong of them all donkey kong and i do like they're like well this is a mario movie donkey kong's gonna show up it's like yeah right. okay that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah and he's gonna be seth rogan just so you know um and then they were like and like by the way charles martinet will be in it doing cameo appearance like performances which like what which is weird. Yeah. So Charles Martinet, by the way, if you're not familiar, is the voice of Mario. But in addition to that, he's also the voice of um, Alduin from Skyrim, <laughs> uh, the dragon in Skyrim. Really? Yeah. Uh, if it's not Alduin, it's it's the dragon that, that flies you to heaven <laughs> at the end of that game. Sorry, cool. spoilers for a 10-year-old game. Um, and then he's also Luigi, Waluigi, and Wario. <laughs> I mean, so like part of me is kind of like they said, like cameo appearances, but it's kind of like, oh, well, he could be. uh, He could be Wario and Waluigi, but you'd also feel like they would just have announced that. Like, why isn't Jonah Hill Wario? And then why isn't Adam Driver Waluigi? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. Put that in the cast. Uh, It's either he'd either be Waluigi or get him over in the Sonic movie as Shadow. (laughs) Yeah. Really good Shadow, in my opinion. Yes. With with Idris Elba as as Knuckles. Um, And then, so you have, so he's, so Charles Marnay will be in it. And then you have um, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, which is, I believe, the the wizard. I don't know who this actor is. I was not familiar with him. Yeah, this was the one that was just kind of like, and then this person. And then in the middle, though, because they, they showed these three people at the same time, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Yep, yep, yep. And I just, I want to see the scene with uh, Fred Armisen and Seth Rogen, like, playing that, like, yes. Seth Rogen trying to get something accomplished. And then you have Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, but, like, playing, like, a really, like, yeah, yeah, kind of character. Like, I want to yeah. see that so bad. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that, like... I don't know. I always think Donkey Kong is a Mario character, but then Donkey Kong also has his own like crew. Yeah. Uh, I would not say that Cranky Kong is a Mario character. You know what I mean? Like I would not, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he's yeah. a Donkey Kong character, but like not a Mario character. But I am excited to see that. And then you have Sebastian Mont- uh, Maniscalco as Spike. And who's Spike? Is Spike someone? Yeah, it- it's like just one of those like Koopa characters. Oh, okay. I believe you could play Spike in Mario Tennis. Oh, Spike throws the um the big like spiky logs. Oh, y- that, okay, that's kind of, yes, that's who he is. Um, yeah, almost looks like a frog, right? I guess so. Uh, so that's the whole fucking cast of this movie, and I'm like seriously, I thought it was a joke because it's yeah, so. This is not the cast I thought. I mean, this is like if you're thinking about like how to get people to see this movie and you want to pick like big celebrities. That's kind of the, the thing that you would probably want to do. Like yeah, this is, right. these are some big names here. Well, because I don't know, like a Mario movie, like Chris Pratt was in the Lego movie and that like was 
and Onward, funny, which by the way, when I watched right, yeah. Onward, I barely rec- knew that Chris Pratt and um, Tom, Holland Tom Holland were really okay. Yeah, I mean, I knew they were there, but I thought, right, I yeah, thought yeah. they like were good voice actors enough mm. that I wasn't like, oh, it's just Chris Pratt talking the whole time. Yeah, dude, this is wild. Yeah, this man. is so wild. Like that. Okay, the question is, are they going to do voices? Because here's the thing: I know what every single one of these characters sound like. Like I know what they sound like, but they're not chatty. And and Miyamoto said like. They're going to be talking a lot in this movie because you got it. It's a movie. It's like a freaking movie. So what are like, I know what these people sound like. Is Chris Pratt just going to be doing his best? Like, woohoo! <laughs> you know, is Charlie Day going to be doing a hey? Like, <laughs> what, uh, what is going to, I think Charlie Day could be hilarious. But the, the thing is like, are they not going to be Italian? Like you're the Italian plumber Mario. Well, and, and that's the that's the whack thing too. Is like, okay, you have if you're going to have him do the voice, do the you know Italian voice. Why not just have Charles Martinet do it? Because he's involved with the movie. You like like why have someone do an impression of another iconic? performance when you have the person who did that performance involved you know what i'm trying to say yeah i think i i mean i think that might just be the fact that sometimes like like acting like voice acting versus like doing a character voice like i'm gonna be honest like have you ever seen like a mario game that has like an a plus plot well that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> in which mario's like t- sitting like there being like romeo romeo like it, like it would just be like i don't know if that would be the way to make the movie succeed if you're going to have him be the lead actor. It, but I, like, I guess right. You're, you are right. Because if that was the movie, I would be very, like, I would not see it. Like that's right, very right. irritating. Like every time he talks for an extended period of time, I was like, <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. To, it's like a Marvel's yeah. what if, like, I think those are some great episodes, but there's clearly some of the actual actors that they're getting in who aren't really good voice actors. Right. Sebastian right. Stan is one of those. I think he's awesome. One of my favorite uh, characters after Falcon winter soldier, but when you're watching the What If series, it's like, I am an actor who's voice acting right now. Right, yeah. So leading a movie like that, and I don't know, I I, I just wonder what this movie is going to be. And I don't think it's going to be the movie everyone wants it to be. But that but doesn't mean I it's going to be bad. I have to see this, like without a doubt in my mind, I have to see this movie. In the same way that I had to see the Sonic movie, just to yeah. like see it like this is going to be a movie that i need to watch as soon as possible on december 22nd 2022 yeah yeah hopefully Jiminy in a movie theater or better yet in my Not. home yes in my house <laughs> yeah <laughs> as as it is almost christmas time we'll be snuggled up uh, not we like you mean yeah, I mean, well we could. i mean we hey could. you know maybe at that time everyone will be like triple vaccinated and like hey and then it'll be time. We'll do it. We'll do a fireside podcast. We'll, you know, we'll do we'll do uh, Mario movie commentary. That? Ooh, that's actually fun. That's a good idea. Yeah, but um, wow, this is. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gonna show up and be like, ha ha ha. Just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny? But then then they kept going. <laughs> they really committed. I just hope Keegan. I, the the ones that really excite me are Keegan Michael Key as Toad, and then Front Armor says Cranky Con, like because I see that being hilarious. Can yeah. you imagine if Keegan Michael Key has to play like all these different Toads, <laughs> and he like plays all of them at once? Is Toadette not making an appearance? Where's what she? If what? Well, what if wh- he doesn't? Both? Why? Why couldn't he play Toadette? I guess. So. But that's the thing. Is he gonna do the voice? Is he gonna do the the Toad voice? Because Toad is the one who talks 
in my opinion, like the most out of all these characters. He's always going. Well, you haven't played ah! Mario like Super Rush, and uh, Toadette is chatty as heck in that game. You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> sure. Uh, but that's it's insane. I, I, I can't get over Charlie Day as Luigi. <laughs> I love. I, I like that too. I, I think that's fun. I can't. I can't. Um, who was Luigi in the original movie? That was um, uh, uh, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, and Chris Pratt as Mar. It's just. It's just. I can't like envision what this movie's gonna sound like or like. Look Did you like. ever think Miyamoto would be like Chris Pratt as Mario? Like that n- word n- would come out of his mouth. Never in a million years. Never. In a, <laughs> and that's why. Okay, I'm not one to like really watch a lot of like reaction videos because I largely think like most people's reactions are like very similar to mine, where it's just very like, huh, you know, like cool, and, cool, and, cool, cool, right. I've been nonstop watching these reaction videos of people finding out the, this stuff because it goes from Chris Pratt of being like, what? To like Anya Taylor-Joy, we were like, okay. And there's Charlie Day, Jack Black, and Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. And like, it, like in a row, it's just so insane and, and wild. And wow. Um, I need to know more i want to see a trailer for this i want to see this movie not because i necessarily think it's going to be good or even great um but because i just need to know in the same way that i got idris elba as knuckles yeah let's that's good yeah. that's a good that, bring that's that a to me choice. please yeah uh, yeah. In, uh, uh ben schwartz as sonic bring that to me please very good jim carrey as dr robotnik yes please um who's gonna play tails maybe i should throw my hat in the ring yeah, if you want to do it. Have you ever... Or it could just be Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also an excellent choice. Uh, have you ever, like, seen... Have you seen recently the kid talking who they got to be Tails in, like, Sonic Adventure 1? Mm-mm. Is it's, it bad? It's, like, straight up a nine-year-old, first of all. Second of all, like, oh, my gosh. He's like, we have to get to the Chaos Emerald. It's, like really bad in the everything will be okay everything will be okay every 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 everything will be okay yeah oh that's my favorite favorite memory of that game i uh you can't beat roaming around at the speed of sound that's true but what if tail sang it (laughs) everything will be okay (laughs) um anyway hey Thanks so much for listening. Sorry we went a little long. Uh, it's just that this Nintendo Direct, there was a lot. Uh, it was meaty. Meaty. And like I said, I don't know if it was a great Direct. I'm never going to forget this. <laughs> never going to forget this. Never going to forget this. I also think it helps that, like, I don't know, Mario is not, like, a beloved IP to me. So, like, if the movie ends up being really bad, it's not like they're, like, killing it in front of me. Yeah, You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But, um, so, like, I have nothing riding on this film other than I just need to see. Like, I don't know which character I'm excited to see most. On the, on the silver screen here as our as the definitely inhabitants Kevin of Kevin Michael Kingdom. Richardson definitely because uh, okay we talk we're talking enough smack Kevin Michael who are you Kevin Michael Richardson I just wonder who Kamek is too like like <laughs> Kamek is the uh, the wizard oh, oh oh he's um on the Cleveland show yeah you said let's see who is he on the Cleveland show um it clears things up. He was in SpongeBob the movie, Sponge Out of Water is the Seagull, um, Trolls World Tour, Secret Life of Pets, Star mm. Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog is the Gator, if you remember that guy. Uh, he's Job of the Hutt in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Okay. 
uh, he used Deus Ex Machina in Matrix Revolutions. So if you remember that flick, um, so basically the same level as as uh, Chris Pratt is what you're saying. Based yeah, basically on based IDB. on the star yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here um, he's he's been in a, quite a bit of uh, Family Guy and American Dad and uh, Cleveland Show. I'm not particularly familiar with those, but. Um, yeah, so that's who that guy is. Anyway, if you have any <laughs> thoughts about, sorry, this went off. <laughs> this went, this went some places. If you have any thoughts on any of this, but I, I specifically want to hear about. Oh, he's the Mahler twins in Invincible. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. That's the that's the way I'll know him from. But who's who's the real clone here? Anyway. Um, if you have any thoughts specifically about that Mario cast, I need to, I want to hear what everyone thinks about that. You can send us a tweet or a DM on Hitbox at, at, at our Twitter account uh, at HitboxPod on Twitter, or you can send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. You're likely listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and give us a follow on there or uh, leave a review. It would also mean quite a bit if you would share this with a friend or maybe some family that might be interested. That would be uh, really, really cool of you because we have a lot of fun doing this and we love to hear from you all. So it'd be cool if we could grow our numbers here as a nation and secede uh, as the hitbox. Wait, uh, wait hitbox a second. Hitbox town. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be hitbox town. <laughs> no, uh, obviously we are uh, joking, but. Obviously. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's been a day. It's been a day and I just can't get over this cast. Um, Justin, do you have anything to add here? Am I missing anything? I think, I think, I think, uh, Nintendo is in for a bright future. I guess 2022, like there's a lot of games coming out, but what's going to steal the show is the Mario movie. <laughs> like, like when, when history looks back on the year 2022, yeah, Elden Ring comes out. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Kirby in the Forgotten City. That's not what it's called. That's a different game. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Whatever. Yeah. Those games came out, but Mario movie Chris, is what yeah. it's going to be. Chris Pratt being Mario, that's that's correct. Forever. Correct. So, hey, uh, we appreciate you listening as always. Sorry, this was a long one, but um, more is more is good. More ice cream is more ice cream. So, always remember, old games are old. We will catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>